Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode with your favorite gay uncles. Hi Nick. Hi Ash. How are you? I'm good. Um, I know you don't like this movie, so would you like me to do the um, dramatic reading of the Google plot? Yeah, that'd be great. A little change of pace. All right, so <clears throat> get ready. I'm ready. My pants are, I'm holding on. All right. Sexual deviant Frank inadvertently opens a portal to hell when he tinkers with a box he bought while abroad. The act unleashes gruesome beings called Cenobites who tear Frank's body apart. When Frank's brother and his wife, Julia, move into Frank's old house, they accidentally bring what is left of Frank back to life. Frank then convinces Julia, his one-time lover, to lure men back to the house so he can use their blood to reconstruct himself. Hellraiser. Bah, bah, bah. Like it's just even the even the just even the plot is like so heavy, you know. Like it's very heavy-handed. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But the funny thing about that, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We have other important fish to fry for a we gay have, meeting. Yeah, we actually have a reason to have a little gay meeting this week, and it's super exciting. I wish I had a gavel. Um. Like a tiny one. Yeah, gay, no. Gay meeting. Just tap on the table. This gay little gay meeting's in session. Tap, tap. Sounds good. Um, so we finally had an interaction with a true fan of the podcast. Woo! She's a lovely woman. Um, she graciously graciously emailed us this like very um genuine and heartfelt little note, and it made us feel really great. And, like, we're not doing this podcast for no good reason. So her name is Amanda. Amanda, thank you again. Um, And we got permission from her to read her email. So we're going to do that because we feel like it very um, succinctly encapsulates, like, why we're here and what we're about. So um, uh, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So this is Amanda. Nick and Ash, I absolutely love your show. I found it through Toil and Trouble. Hey. Hey. And I've been listening the last few weeks. I'm almost caught up and I wanted to send my love to you both. Your show is funny and smart and I really look forward to each episode. I also wanted to say thank you for being you. I'm a 36-year-old straight lady from Northwest Ohio. Uh, We travel to Cleveland a lot, she says. And I've been a fan of gay culture for a long time. However, I live and work in towns that are not very, quote, forgiving, for lack of a better word. For example, one, a coworker told me that my marriage was not valid in the eyes of God because my husband and I got married in a park. Huh. Two, um, last year, my town had their very first Pride celebrations. Yay. Um, followed by a major storm that brought tornadoes. A citizen thought it was appropriate to write a letter to the editor blaming the storms on the gays, and it was God's vengefulness because we were celebrating this, quote, behavior. Um, yeah, like, as soon as as soon as soon she said storms, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. We're, bra- we're blaming natural disasters on the homosexuals, but 
not not the first time or the last time I think that'll happen. Um, anyway, uh, I can't imagine, and I wouldn't pretend to, what it is like for you. I've hit some of the episodes where you've talked a little bit about your family situation, specifically Nick and his cousins. And I think what Amanda's talking about is my grapes over Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving grapes. Yeah. Uh, it breaks my heart that people have to deal with things like this. I would open my homes to you both. And of course, Arthur and Leanne in a heartbeat. I also promise I'm not a serial killer. I mean, to be, determined, object. <laughs> to be determined, but like, thanks for saying something. But then also, does that not mean that you actually are a serial killer? I don't know. Um, anywho, I am so happy to hear you both live your truths and who you are. Last year during Pride Month, I heard stories about random parents showing up to events just to offer hugs and be a surrogate parent for those who have been disowned by their own families. Hearing this has restored my faith in humanity, and I would love to be a surrogate big sister. I'm not that old yet. Um, I just need to get over my anxiety of super huge crowds. Enough of that. Thank you all for you do. Thank you for all you do and for who you are. I listen to you all day at work because I don't have anything else to do. And as soon as I get home, I talk about the movies you discussed with my husband. We're planning on watching a lot of the things you've covered, if even just to laugh at something stupid. Love you both and keep on creeping on, Amanda. Amanda, we love you so much. Um, yeah, so, so we emailed back and forth a little bit, but just even reading your email... Um, I'm just so happy you reached out. It really gave Ash and I a smile. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you're the type of people that we want to be friends with. And you have encapsulated the type of energy we want to send out into the world perfectly. Just being yourself unabashedly, unapologetically, even your flaws dealing with your flaws openly because everybody has them um, and just like being good humans to each other and indulging in the things you like, which for us happens to be spooky things in horror movies. So um, again, Amanda, thank you so much for writing us in. If anyone else wants to write in and start a dialogue, like please do, because I hope um, Amanda doing this has shown you that we're not going to bite your heads off and or, I don't know, scary for one reason or another, because we're not. We're just sassy. We're sassy okay? and friendly. And like also, um, thought. Uh-huh. Amanda, if you're listening, we would love to have you as a guest whenever you're available and whenever you want. Because uh, you're part of the fam now. I mean, yeah, that would be super great as well. Uh, we could even do like a retrospective, like Amanda, you, you you have our email address, so you can just email us. But like, wouldn't it be fun for you to watch even maybe not just one, but a couple of the movies that we've covered that you've never seen before, and then just have like a have whole... Have about it. Yeah, just like talk about your reactions, how you're feeling, what's going on. Um, that would be super fun. Just like, you know, a full episode, a little bonus episode, whatever. But we'd love to have you. So email us, girl. Yes, yeah, slide <laughs> in my DMs where you ended up in the first place. Like, such a sweet lady. Let me yeah. tell you. Now, um, 
beyond that, um, as of late, you know, we check the Apple podcasts every now and again, but, um, I emailed Ash earlier this week and I was like, girl, we got a new rating. (laughs) And then I realized, you know what? We haven't really read any of our, (laughs) (laughs) any of our, um, reviews. Review. That's the word I was looking for. Got you. I got you, baby. So I'm gonna pop open that um, uh, Apple Podcast app and search for copulators. Fun fact: When you search for copulators, we're one of two things that comes up, and we're first on the list, baby. What's the other one? Um, some Spanish podcast that has oh. a word that looks like copulators. Um, but what's really fun is when you search for us, the thing that pops us n- pops up next to us now is paranormal pansies. That's hilarious. And then the thing that pops up next to paranormal pansies is toil and trouble. Hey, Ooh. I know Ooh. her. Ooh. I know her too. I know her too. Uh-huh. Oh man. Um, okay. It has been it has been a week, so I'm so glad you're gonna read these. These are gonna lift up my spirit. Good. Okay, so we currently have 37 reviews and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Um what's the word you used before? Reviews reviews but then the words when they put the words on the th- on the page um like a, like a comment oh my god yeah whatever um ratings reviews i don't know why i am so they're called reviews they're it's called reviews friday, friday it is friday get down on friday okay so um i'm going to briefly go shake the tray of brussels sprouts in my you got it Oven and I'll be right. Yeah, I'll be right back to read these. You shake them sprouts, boy. I'm gonna shake them real good. So first and foremost, this review is entitled "Yas." (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it is five stars by Royal Mango. I look forward to this every week. Ash and Nick break down horror movies in a way that's smart and funny and very down to earth. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone who is a fan of horror and humor. So thank you, Royal Mango. Um, I don't know who that person is. So maybe it's like not actually just one of our friends. Do you think it's, do you think their person, their person, their person name, (laughs) their, their Christ given name is Royal Mango? I hope so. That would be cool. I'd like um, that. So this next one, I'm pretty sure we know who this is. It's by Detour. I have <laughs> no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know who it is, girl. I <laughs> I played the fifth. It is okay. not me. <laughs> it's not you, no. Um, anyway, so this is entitled Ash and Nick on your work dot dot dot. I don't know what the rest of it means says, but I can't pull it up. So sorry about it. Um and then, Thank you for the dramatic reading of that. <laughs> the review itself is just, hell yeah. I'm into it. Thank you, Detour, for hell yeah. Um, this next one is five stars. 
by underscore Maggie May 93. Wow. Um, don't know who that is. But um, this is entitled Fantastic Duo. Ash and Nick are hilarious. If you're a horror buff, this is for you. Um, laughing, teary emoji face. Also, please check out these movies if you have not. Some will blow your mind. Amen to that underscore Maggie May 93. I know who Maggie May 93 is. And uh, shout out to Maggie May 93. Happy fucking birthday, my dude. Her birthday was yesterday. Oh my God. Happy birthday underscore Maggie May 93. Yeah, she is the big 2-7 this year. Whoop, whoop. Oh, snap dog. You are closer to 30 than 20 now. Uh. I know. I know. She's over that hill. It's okay, girl. It gets better, mostly. It do. It do. Mm-hmm. Okay, 30 is so... going to be a good year for me. I have it planned out. It's going to be good. Yeah, no. 30, 30 is good. Um, I'm coming into my 32nd year, and I'm going to make 32 a good year for me because I have to. Ooh, baby. That's that's the attitude you got to go into it with. It's like yeah. you got to make it good for yourself because guess what, hunty? Nobody else is going to do it for you. That's this I'm is saying. true. Like. Like, listen, like, listen, I, we're, we're doing a <laughs> podcast. I am roasting Brussels sprouts at the same time. Don't tell me that I can't multitask and do it healthily because, bitch, I'm doing it. Okay. I feel it. Um. Anyway, so this one is also five stars by Definitely Not Brittany. Um, and Definitely Not Brittany has titled this So Much Fun. It's a blast listening to these two pals talk horror movies. They have great chemistry and always have me laughing out loud. Literally. So thank you, Definitely Not Brittany. Thanks, Definitely Not Brittany. Um, This next one is by Nicolina Alyssa, who I know who she is. Um, You don't. Is that that your alter ego? (laughs) It's not my alter ego, funnily enough. It's um, one of Arthur's classmates in grad school. Um, I don't know if she has the time to be listening to our podcast currently, but Nicolina, if you are, hey girl, thank you. Thanks um, a lot. So five stars entitled. <laughs> five stars for your five star review. <laughs> yep. This one is entitled best podcast I've listened dot, dot, dot. Oh. Um, apparently there's a character limit for the title. Um, and sometimes it just gets cut off. Um, but anyway, better. Yeah, so Nicolina Alyssa says, super entertaining. Thanks, Nicolina. (laughs) Um, This next one is entitled Hilarious, five stars by Lady Swamp Thing. Um, And Lady Swamp Thing says, super engaging and entertaining. Thanks, Lady Swamp Thing. Um, Next this one is by Podcast Junkie 72. Um, and they have a five star review for us entitled Lots of Laughs. And Podcast Junkie 72 has to say, So much fun. Can listen all day. Thanks, Podcast Junkie 72. All right. Um, I feel like we should just skip over the ones by our spouses because that's not fair. That's not fair. Unless we want to hear them giving us glowing reviews, but I feel like that's okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just, it almost is cringy that Arthur um, entitled his fiercely entertaining. Like how gay can you be? Truly. Um, 
Anywho, um, this one, I believe you know who this is. Um, Izzy F2316. I do. Yep. Uh, and Izzy says, the best, five stars. Honestly, I love this podcast. You guys get all the juices, all the juices details. <sighs> all I'm the pretty juices. sure she meant... Pretty sure she meant all the juiciest details while diving into points of movies I never even thought about. Finally, a podcast that I legit wait for a new episode all the time. Keep on keeping on. Kissy face. Um, thank you, Izzy. Thanks, BB. Love you. Um, I feel like we should probably skip over the one by your sister, but I do love how she entitled hers. This the sheet. <laughs> I think that, that encapsulates the uh, the review anyway. Yeah, we know Drea, friend of the pod. Love her. Um, love you. So two more. Um, this one is by B. Walsh, 1983. Oh, boy. Um, and this is entitled The Queer Horror Podcast We Need, dot, dot, dot. And I'm pretty sure he meant need. Um, it's really unfortunate that we lost one letter. It's okay. But um, anyway, B. Walsh um, says, I love this idea. A dissection of horror films, both iconic and ironic, told through the lens of LGBTQA plus community and how these films addressed queer issues. The hosts are funny and the banter is great. Mm, thanks, B. Walsh, 1983. Or should I say Brando? Uh-oh. <laughs> love you. We just uncovered the truth. Um, and then finally, um, this last one um, by a person called the October Bear. I don't know which, who this is. Yeah, this is still this is still a mystery to us. We can't this figure out who this enigma. is. Enigma. Because we thought the October Bear was Brando, but then we were like, no, it's not Brando because he's B. Walsh. So the October Bear, if you're out there, number one, thank you because you were our first five star review um, over a year ago. And, you know, our email address is copulatorsdiefirstpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you may follow us on Instagram and Twitter, but, like, it's a mystery. We have no idea who you are, and we're kind of intrigued by the October Bear and the mystique behind this. So if you want to uncover your identity to us, that'd be cool. Um, just food for thought. But anyway... We'll keep it yeah. a secret. Like, we really just want to know. Yeah, we just want to know and thank you. But um, the October Bear says, a great new podcast for your queer... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> um, ride or die horror queer here. This podcast is a truly fun conversation between your two best new podcast friends. The show is lighthearted, breezy, and super fun. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you, the October Bear. Like, I'm not joking. I really want to know who you are because um, your name's the October Bear. And you're hitting on two things that I really like as a homosexual man. October and hairy men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so get on that. Let us know who you are. No pressure. If you don't want to, it's fine. I'm just saying. Anyway, we thought it would be super fun to have this little gay meeting because... Um, you know, we really love doing this podcast and having people love it. Um, so we just wanted to thank you all for supporting us. And hopefully 
uh, talking about this, seeing that we're not creepoids or meanies, will inspire other people to reach out to us by email or, you know, um, the DMs on the Insta or the Twitter. Um, and just like, let's have fun. Like, let's make 2020 super fun. Let's make CDF more fun than it already is by like interacting with each other. And like, honestly, Ashley and I would love if people wrote in with like movie suggestions, because then we don't have to think we just have to do. So like, think about that, like take some work off of our shoulders. How about that? We're doing a lot over here. God damn it. I'm roasting Brussels sprouts. I'm roasting Brussels sprouts. God damn it. On that note, my friend, let's, uh, anyway. Yeah. So you want to crack into it? Yeah. So we love you all. Thanks. Um, continue to interact with us, please. Cause we want friends. But anyway, uh, the topic of today, um, Hellraiser from 1987. What a year. What happened? What a year. Oh yeah. What a year. Neither of us were alive, but that's fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming I must have been conceived at some point in 1987. You might have even been like in gestation at some point. I'm pretty sure I was because I was born in March of 1988. So like in December, I would have been like, what, uh, like six months. Like Almost gr- ready. Growing and kicking and, you know, cooking away in my mama's tummy. But, um, <laughs> you know, just eating just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I hadn't I, I didn't I didn't discover the magic of Hellraiser as as that baby. Um, I don't. I mean, that would be a real good time. I think. I don't know. Would that be a real good time? You show that to babies? Probably not. I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, they're not like really fully conscious yet. Right. But, they don't uh, even. They don't even understand colors or shapes. So, like, I think it'd be okay. Like, I think maybe, but also like it's a lot, you know. Yeah. So, um. But anyway, 1987, Hellraiser, Clive Barker. This is his directorial debut. This is an adaptation of his own novella called The Hellbound Heart. Um, And I've never read The Hellbound Heart, but apparently this movie is a pretty close um, representation of the hellbound heart so my question regardless of this story being in book or visual form to hell is going on in your head clive barker um i'm worried for clive barker (laughs) now i know you're not the biggest fan of this movie no (laughs) i i enjoy the hellraiser series i wouldn't say and like this is my hot take so don't come for me but like not necessarily as much as other large franchises. But I do think that like Pinhead does deserve some respect. I mean, he's a iconic horror villain um, figure, really. The, I don't know if I would... At the very least, I'll give him that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would call him a villain, really. I think he's more like just an iconic horror figure because like, Ultimately, there's this whole, like, heaven and hell, BDSM, like, pleasure, pain, um, consequences and actions and consequences, like, very human topics, but, like, elevated and, like, it's hell and the Cenobites are a thing 
and they're gross looking, but they like being gross because they get the pleasure from the pain and all these things. Like there's the, I have some question marks that I don't have answers to. And honestly, I don't need them. I don't need the answers, but ultimately um, something that I didn't realize really when I suggested this movie, um, because I was just looking for something that I had seen before and didn't hate um, was the fact that this is really a pretty queer slash gay horror movie, especially for 1987, because Clive Barker himself is a homosexual. And he says that um, a part of the inspiration for this story was how homosexuals were villainized, you know, obviously in the 80s before that after that still now you know whatever um and that he was trying to take back some of the power of like you're gonna think that like i'm going to hell or that i'm evil well maybe there's some fun and pleasure in being evil um and maybe i'm not evil you're just interpreter interpreting my actions wrong hence this like plain pleasure bdsm thing but also in the 80s the bdsm scene not as widespread as it is now very much closely associated with the gay culture specifically i mean we know now that there's plenty of you know lesbians heterosexual couples etc that love to get into the the kinkier side of the bedroom um but it, it was like a play on all these things and then also i don't know if this is actually true or not but like for me this plays as like an art house telenovela type of story yes like it's very like no my lover no he's dead no like don't touch me like oh he's back and like specifically for julia like i must deal with my sins i cannot believe i've done this to my husband but i did i could not resist because frank is just so sexy um (laughs) and then like and then like christy's there like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. I understand that there needed to be like a young ingenue final girl type of character. Um, I don't know if Christy is a character that's in the hellbound heart or not, but I just feel like she's a little bit unnecessary at times. Yes. Um, again, you know, that's just my hot take though. Cause I feel like Kirsty is like, Like, what does she do? She's like, I don't want to live with you. I found a room. I'm going to go live in this room. I'm going to come visit your house. Um, Like, oops. I saw this, like, weird gelatinous muscly man. What's going on with that? And then, like, Frank is, like, all, like, weird pervert, like, uncle situation on her. It's a whole thing. Um, And, like, does she survive something traumatic? Yes, of course. Um, but she's not like integral to the story. Like really the main characters here are Frank and Julia. 
um, and I guess the Cenobites. Um, but interestingly enough, Pinhead was not called Pinhead in the original Hellraiser. He was just the head or chief Cenobite. Right. Um, and then, you know, oh, this movie made money. We got to make another one. Da, 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 da. Things happen, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and that's how we had Julia going through the same exact thing that Frank did in the first movie. Like, eye roll kind of, but whatever. Um, yeah, so Hellraiser. Hellraiser, what an experience. Yeah, like where where to begin? Because like, you know... It's just like... It's weird as fuck. I'm going to put it out there. Yes. The reason I don't like this movie Tell is me. that you can sit there for 87 to 93 minutes, Continue. give or take, Yeah. and you can feel thoroughly confused through and through because it is so fucking dramatic because it is like novella style. Sure, I'll give it that, but... The whole time you're watching it, my biggest comeuppets is that none of it makes fucking sense and there's no conceivable plot. Whatsoever. It's just like, hey, I got this puzzle box. It seems kind of cool. Should I fuck with it? Probably not, but you're gonna do it anyway. And then after you fuck with it, you become this weird fleshy goop man. And then your significant other has to, like, troll the hood and, like, capture people and, like, entice them to come back. So that way she can rebuild your goopy body with other people's blood? But, like, like, what kind of fucked up, stupid ass fucking plot line is that? Well, okay, here's the other thing, though. Because, like, yeah, like technically julia is frank's significant other but she's also married to frank's brother yeah and like of course frank's brother's name is larry you know right who wants to be married to a guy named larry (laughs) when you can have a dude named frank (laughs) oh yeah and expect like here's the thing about julia like i get it she's like totally this like Oh my gosh. Jam. <laughs> Jam. Truly outrageous. Julie, truly, truly outrageous. I love that. my head for days. I don't even care. Um, Jam is my name. <laughs> no one else is the same. Jam is my name. Jam is my name. Jam. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Did you ever watch the whatever her name is? The one I really like? The, the movie? They like did it a couple years ago. I did not. I did Juliet not. Lewis. Juliet Lewis. I did not watch that movie. I totally just felt like Allison just there. You know, you know that one that I like. Yeah. No. <laughs> Turning into my mom. Um, I kind of refuse. That guy that I like. I kind of refused to watch that movie because I was like, this isn't Gem and the Holograms. No, it seems like a high adventure, but like not a good one. Yeah. But I just love Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who could not? Because she's like... <gasps> she's a bad bitch and she ageless. She's only getting hotter as she's getting older. I mean, she's she's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, she has some good internet presence, though. So there's that. I, I haven't looked too much into her internet presence because I feel like I'll fall into a hole. 
Oh, yeah. Don't do it unless you have some time. Um, But we will get back to Juliette Lewis because that just gave me a brainstorm. But continue about Frank and Julia and Larry. What a oh, fucking right. shitty, weird love triangle. <laughs> and it's like Larry doesn't even know that it's a love triangle. Like, this no, is Larry's all... clueless while his wife is like lusting after his skinless brother. How was, shitty right. of a lover do you have to be that your wife would rather be in love with and bang your brother who has no skin? I mean, his name is Larry, so he's, he's probably pretty very vanilla. vanilla. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like the vanilla pudding of the options and when like, you have chocolate and rice or pistachio yeah like no one wants the vanilla everybody can come for me but rice pudding is my favorite pudding yeah no that's that <sighs> that that's a hot take i agree with i'm so glad it's a texture thing that i'm really into and it's just like it's better because it's have like you made it yourself ever um accidentally like did it turn out okay yeah, because, like, this one time I was cooking rice, and then I yeah. cooked it so far that it became goopy, and I was like, I oh. can't eat this with dinner anymore. This is now dessert. So then I made it all sweet. That sounds delicious. Um, I have, like, instant rice because I'm a terrible Hispanic person, and I just suck at making rice. Unless mm-hmm. it's instant rice, because I have no fucking patience. Um, and there's a recipe on the back for rice pudding, and I've looked at it longingly, and I thought to myself but I could also buy it. It's basically like pudding risotto. Ugh, like, so you know good. What I mean? It's like, but like sweet don't say risotto. that. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, it's risotto like, pudding. Well, it's like sweet risotto. Like that's basically yeah. what rice pudding is. It's like you uh, have starch. I will use it. I just love rice pudding. I love butterscotch pudding. Do you, it sounds like you just like pudding. No, that's not even entirely true. Like I have to really be in the mood for, for oh. pudding, but I'm always <laughs> in the mood for rice pudding. I mean, I'm much more of an ice cream person, but like I can fuck with not. some like some like cozy shack, like some cozy that's shack. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That cozy yeah. shack shit. Yeah. Cozy, cozy shack, cozy shack, cozy shack chocolate pudding. One of the best puddings out there. It is very delicious. Second best to the chocolate pudding from Trader Joe's. I've never had Trader Joe chocolate pudding. Oh, it is so delectable. It's well, like damn. sweet and it's creamy like oh my god um sometimes right. i mix it in with the rice pudding whatever that sounds amazing like why would you not like <laughs> yeah. live your life you know i'm 30 i'm doing what i want now you're living right like you know like you've had some experiences on this earth that have led you to doing things like that that are good decisions right but um i guess uh speaking of pudding um frank He's kind of like human pudding at the beginning of this movie. Ain't it though? Not even custard, just pudding. No, he's like full on human pudding. Um, and uh, so Julia's like, so like, here's the thing about Julia. Like, she's a fucking cunt. Number one. Sure. Um, I can that's agree a with that. Strong word, but she's British, so it's not as harsh to her. That's number one. But she could gets we, the point. Could we say she's possibly a twunt? Y- yes. Um, what would be like the cross between like a bitch and a cunt? Like a bunt? Like a bunt pan? <laughs> You're a bunt. Bunt ass bitch. You're a bunt ass bitch. I like that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so so Julia's like the mayor of bunt ass bitch town and like <laughs> population <laughs> Julia. Yeah, no, she's like yeah, she's basically population Julia and she's like like a vanilla wafer, like obnoxious British lady that's like so plain. But then she's like, oh, Frank just feels like danger and adventure and I can't resist him. Is it because he has no skin? <laughs> well, no, at the beginning, like with the flashbacks, right? Oh, so like because yeah. like they they did the do and like who knows how many times, but apparently it happened uh, enough times that he left an impression on her, but not like in a pregnancy way, just like the D was good and maybe she was digmatized, but like <laughs> Then she went and married Larry because she was like, we can't be together. And like, like, let's be honest, Frank's a fucking fuck boy. So he was like, you gave me the puss and now I'm going to leave. I'm going to go overseas. (laughs) So so he's like, I'm going to go to this like foreign land and like find this like puzzle box. And I'm going to like. Is that not Julia's vagina? No, it's not. <laughs> Overseas the, puzzle box. The puzzle box is not Julia's vagina, unfortunately, because <laughs> I feel like the story would have ended differently for Frank if it was. But, um, you know, he ends up finding the box and then he solves the puzzle. And then the Cenobites are like, what you what you into? Um, you looking? And he's like, he's like, yeah, but like, can we have like a conversation about limits first and pinhead's like nah bro if you're coming with us you're coming with us and that's it and there's um, no safe word they they have no safe word and um and unfortunately for frank um the cenobites are like into blood and um they're also into like mutilation play um and i just have a feeling frank wasn't prepared for all that um, because then before you know it, he's ripped into little pieces. Um, and we are left with this shot of Pinhead basically putting Frank's face back together like a puzzle. Um, and then apparently, because we're living in the world of Hellraiser, you can be brought back from the Cenobites hellish BDSM dungeon and hell um if the blood of your body that got soaked (laughs) (laughs) that got soaked into the wood of your um attic room gets reactivated by somebody else's blood and their body (laughs) from another body and then you like grow like a plant from the wood um and and then and then you're skinless, but you're alive again, so that's cool. Um, and then you immediately have the self awareness to realize that um, you need to consume other humans to get back your muscles and skin. Um, and like that's a question I also have. Like, if Frank had just consumed one more human, would he have just grown his skin back and not had to skin his brother Larry like a fucking skinned person and then bare his skin. <laughs> like a fucking skinned person. <laughs> um listen, the skinless Larry I feel like has bigger problems other than being skinless. He's well, right, also fucking spineless. Right, because Larry oh oh skinless Larry, he did. That that's his other problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, right. So like, also fucking clueless. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking clueless. And then like, like honestly, like those fucking movers when they were moving in, like pieces of shit. They were worthless. Like whatever money you spent on them, god damn it, you need to get a refund, Larry. Better write a Angie's List review. Yeah, and it was just like a whole thing. Like yeah, it's it's a lot. And then like the other thing is like, how do you write? a sequel to this movie and then have a whole franchise like oh i know all of these movies are like loosely related but like not fully like i can understand one sequel like we have the continuation of a character from the first movie into the second movie but then it just turns into pinhead and his cenobite goons just basically wreaking havoc on other people that come across them and like at one point i think it's it's three or four i forget which one but like the puzzle box not is not even a thing like pinhead is talking to that like club owner through a fucking statue right um so yeah i mean i think a part of the reason why i love hellraiser so much and honestly, I feel like love is a strong word. Um, respect and enjoy Hellraiser so much as a series, as a whole, is that it makes no fucking sense. Um, and, and that's there's... why I don't like it, because I feel like, okay, I feel like if you present a really strong argument in the first one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Really, really just knock that bad boy home out of the park. You mm-hmm. can deliver me nothing but hot, wet trash for the next 12 movies, and I'll probably still watch them. Correct. Correct. And I have seen recent ones that I have decided are even better than the original. I mean, but, like, why? Because the effects are better? or No, like... I don't give a shit about the effects. <laughs> that one where they're, like, um, I can't remember. Hold on. I gotta Google what title it was, because, huh? It's, like, a, it's, like, a early 2000s one maybe yeah, there's like there's like revelations there's like i don't know there's like one that's kind of like a semi found footage movie no it's not that one it kind of looks like the one um is it the one where he comes through the internet or something that could be it we're like they're at like a college party maybe so it's not the revelations that's too old that's too new yeah there's there's a lot of them um um uh list of movies i mean i gotta admit i held on strong through like number five i think and then i was like i've had my fill of this you know and they need them so like so quickly after one another it's bloodline bloodline is the one i really enjoy yeah which like here's the thing 1996 so it's got that like generational like gap closing for me it's 10 years after the original you know yeah, 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 yeah. Internet time. I mean, I just, yeah, like, I, cause I, here's the thing, like, Pinhead, like, uh, okay, wait, but I'm gonna say this, and then that's also what I'm, what I'm gonna say is also kind of not true, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like, sure. Pinhead and the Cenobites are like a group of, you know, they're not the protagonists, but they're not fully the antagonists. Like, there's really no true villain. Like, human nature is really the villain here, right? Sure. And you can't, you know, like, lay the 
success of a franchise on something as um, vast and vague and enigmas, if you will. I don't know if enigmas is a word, but I just said it. Um, it makes sense to me, so I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, as like that, like that can't be the antagonist, right? Like, and Pinhead really ultimately like is not the bad guy. He's like the gatekeeper, and also at some point the series becomes about him. And like how the dude that became Pinhead became Pinhead. Mm. And like it's too many twists and turns. And Lord knows even this first one um, has plenty of twists and turns. Because we have Goop Man in the attic and then Julia feeding people to him. And then her having sex with him. And then like he kills his brother and it's like up that's... Frank in a Larry skin suit and then Kirsty being all like I can't believe what I saw so I'm going to faint in the street and then I'm in the hospital and then I open a portal to hell and some like weird shrimp with a devil face monster that claws at the walls chases me out of hell because I went in and then the Cenobites come to me and they're all like, we gonna take you now because you opened a box. And she's like, no, I'm not into that. I like vanilla sex, but I can get you back a person that escaped from your dungeon. And Pinhead's all like, who escaped from our dungeon? We do not have that in our records, but we'll come with you because we need this device in the movie for it to work. And then, and then they're like, oh, we heard it from Frank's mouth so we can take him back now. And then they just rip him apart again. Um, so my point is, um, how can you make a franchise out of that? Cause like the story basically closes at the end. Well, the thing that I like about Hellraiser for Bloodline, um, uh-huh. I did a quick Google search cause I was like, let me make sure this is the right one. Yes. Adam Scott, this is his film debut. Okay. Um, and According to IMDb, this actually serves as a prequel and a sequel to Hellraiser. So if they had used four as one, I probably would have been able to get on board. Okay, but like, how do, how are you a prequel and a sequel? Because that's the other thing. Like, because they do the, a time jump when they're creating the box. Yeah. So it's like, but that, like, here's the thing, right? So like, ultimately, um. Like the the time here, like like the the timeline, like none of it really matters much. Um, yeah. and and I think that's the thing that makes Hellraiser fail a little bit in comparison to things like Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth, um, as like a very strong, well known franchise because they feel like. Halloween obviously has um, persisted because the new one just came out and there's going to be two more. But like, think about how Freddy Krueger has persisted and Jason Voorhees have persisted as like cultural figures. Like, it's the three main guys and then Pinhead's like a little bit more in the background. Right. And to be honest with you, I feel like pinhead and the cenobites probably have more power than all of the other ones combined except maybe for freddy because they're both on like weird supernatural like planes of existence but like 
Pinhead could just be like, yo, Jason, I'm going to rip your body apart. Oops, I did it. Like, did you like it? I liked it, you know? We have such sights to show you. Yeah, and like, yeah. So I agree with you that it's confusing, but like, to me, it's confusing in a good way, but also in a bad way. And like, I do ultimately really like this movie because it's just weird, and I like weird things. I mean, sure, I like weird stuff too, but like sometimes I feel like I'm being duped and I'm played to be an idiot because like I can understand likes this and people like people like this and I don't. So I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I like it? And the answer is because it's not good. Like, that's I mean, where I'm at. so so I will say this. So I can see where you're coming from with that. And like. A lot of people just like Hellraiser because they feel like they need to because it's like one of the things on the list. Um, I'm sure there's people that are like true, legit, like Hellraiser stands. And I'm not that. But what I do appreciate about the first one, not necessarily any of the ones after it, but the first one is I find the physical effect of like Frank regrowing from the wood. So fascinating to watch as both a horror fan and as a scientist. Um, Right. Because it's like, that's fine. It's like, it's like done pretty well. And like the only bad thing about that is it happens pretty early on in the movie. And then I'm left having to watch the rest of it. Um, And I will say Julia is annoying as fuck um and and the other thing is like they don't do the best job at saying like julia was taken by the cenobites like she is there in the hell bdsm dungeon um like obviously that is fleshed out far more in the in the sequel um but uh um for, like for it being a the premiere of like the franchise it yeah. does a pretty piss poor job of like tying it up right like like you know how one of the weak links of the original nightmare on elm street is the whole nancy's mom sinking into the bed as like a weird ghost lady situation yes. yep that's like every main plot point in hellraiser I agree. It's just like, what are you doing? You're doing this thing. You're gonna like let out that that weird guy that looks like a toe. Like what? Like yeah. What are you doing? And, like I don't even know his name. Like there's there's Chatterer. There's Lady Cenobite. There's Pinhead. Who's the guy with the goggles? Like Chad. what's his name? Chad. 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 What's um, your job? I just stand here. I stand here and look menacing because I have no neck. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, um, I I feel like they just went so hard with it that, like, there was never a complete fleshed out thought. Right. And that's why I get, like, art house vibes, right? Because it's, like, so much. And it's, like, are you just trying to make this like a visual thing or is there like an actual lesson here? Like what is going on? And like, ultimately there is. And the other reason why I would like to celebrate this more than deflate it is this is technically a queer horror movie. Um, It's just in the, it's timing in the horror universe (laughs) while it did end up being received well. (coughs) 
the fact that this was a movie written and, you know, basically created, produced, directed by the original queer artist who wrote the actual story, um, like, none of that was really taken into account. Like, it was more so just like, here's another weird horror movie that's going to turn into a franchise. Um, But, like, this was pretty big deal if you think about it that in 1987 a homosexual man made a movie about bdsm demons terrorizing a family um that is dealing with like cheating um another word for cheating would be infidelity i can't think of any other words that like what other conflicts are in this movie um there are none Uh, so never mind but like I respect it. I will watch it again. Um, but it is, it does make me Confucia. I like, okay, so I respect it for being the queer piece of art that it is, but like, that's all I'm going to give it. Right. No, I, yeah. And like, I do think it's funny that like, you know, the Cenobites are like these weird BDSM, like queer devils. Um, is that a band name? CDF band name? Queer Devils? Queer Devils. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I have too many projects on my plate. I don't have time for that. Maybe, yeah, I know. Maybe in my next life. Maybe, maybe like I can just write all the music and record it, and then I'll be like, Ashley was there. It's fine. Yeah, we could just do like um like a Garage Band like EP kind of thing, and like let's make it easy on ourselves and just make it like spoken word screamo music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can get down with that. Like the names of our songs can be like household objects, like peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. And we could just like throw it in a loop with like a sick dance beat attached to it. Yeah, it'd be like it, it. It would be like an updated B52s vibe, like beachy but like techno. Where that one uh, guy just yells random words, rock yeah. lobster. <laughs> exactly, but you know we get updated to like. I don't know. Popcorn. <laughs> Soda bar. Stone crab. <laughs> Weed cookies. Like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um maybe we'll have like a music project if uh Tori ever decides to fire me. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she's gonna fire I, you. I don't think she's gonna fire me either. I hope not. <laughs> Yeah. So what a sad way to end a friendship. She's just like, mm, "You're fired. You're fired." <laughs> I'm firing you as my friend and my co-host. Sorry about it. I don't think I would ever be able to look her in the face ever again. I mean, technically, you never <laughs> have looked her in the face. One time, one time, I did FaceTime her one time before we worked together because, like, hi, I'm from an uh, internet generation where I have to verify people are real. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, that's that's a smart move. Um, yeah, I'm always thinking about our safety. And like, ultimately, if Frank had done his homework, he wouldn't have ended up in the BDSM dungeon of the queer devils. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if he if Frank had done his homework, he'd probably still have skin. So like, there's that. Yeah. So so that that's that's really that is the. Ew! That... Imagine that touching you like you hot wet meat bag like. <laughs> You hot, ooh, you hot, wet meat bag. Ooh, sexy. You nasty. Like, <laughs> like, that's the, like how does Julia even put up with that? 
Like, you know his hands are always wet. Like, Crow. you ever high-five somebody and their hands are always clammy? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. That was me Frank, in high school. I Frank was is clammy always one. clammy because he has no skin, so the moisture is just constantly seeping. Right, but then, like, here's the other thing. Even, so, like, even after Frank takes Larry's skin... Then she that's a dick move on his brother's part. It was totally a dick move, one hundred percent. Taking your skin, but then like also, you still have to stare at Larry for the rest of your life because Frank will never have his face back. So like, what are you getting out of this, Julia? You can't even kiss him. He doesn't even have lips. (laughs) And then like, if if it was good D, how are you guaranteed? Like like. I guess maybe she would know because I'm assuming she had sex with Larry too. Um, like maybe maybe Larry and Frank did have similar size penises, but Frank just knew what to do with it more. But like you'd still technically be stuck with Larry's penis for the rest of your life and not Frank's because it was Larry's skin Ziploc bag that was put onto Larry's. That's seat. Larry's. That's Larry's foreskin. Yeah, like all of that is still. It's. Uh, Goodness gracious, Julia. Julia, you have some issues you have to iron out. Julia, Julia, you better get it sorted, bitch, because this is too messy. You're fucking messy. (laughs) Julia is a messy fucking bitch, and that's why she ends up in... (laughs) That's why she gets sent to fucking BDSM hell dungeon. Exactly. fucking messy, Julia. And then, like, like, even Pinhead looks at her, and he's like, girl, no. No. I'm not dealing with you. That Get is away. Like, that is like some trashy ass trailer park bullshit. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to sleep with my husband's brother who I slept with before. But that time that I slept with him before he was alive and had skin. But now he's wearing his brother's skin because we had him killed. Yeah. Um, and I was complicit in all of this. Um, and I let it happen. I even. I encouraged it people to frank meat bag and let him suck the life out of them or whatever the fuck he did also and their interior decorator needs to be fucking fired what what interior decorator that's what honey I'm saying that's what i'm fucking saying like yeah. you gotta like you don't even have one fucking lamp in that house what the fuck's wrong with you honestly like the whole place was very drab and like Ugh. Ugh. like they would have beige walls and brown carpet if they had the chance I think they basically did. Like that's right. That, that, that's the issue. And like, what? I'm sorry. If you move into a place, you're gonna use your attic as storage. Like there was nothing in the attic room where Frank storage for your dead brother. Right. Like where did where are their possessions? Or like what is happening? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know, Clive Berger. Figure it out, Clive. So- Come on. Yeah, when when it comes down to it, Frank is a human pudding meat bag, um, and we all just deserve better. But it's still not an unenjoyable experience. It's just like, what? I don't mean to shit on something that you like, but I feel like I was left wanting. No, I get it. And I'm just semi-resentful. It. Like, like I, I love this movie rather ironically, but I also don't hate it because I like weird shit that, like, I don't know why. I'm just very drawn to things that I know aren't necessarily fantastic. 
Um, but like this movie has pretty good reviews. Mind you, this movie was reviewed back in 1987 where this was still kind of like groundbreaking. Right. Um, not so much no more. Cause now there's 10,000 of these plus like torture porn. And that's the other thing. Like, was this the advent of torture porn? Who knows? Maybe well, kind of. Can't tell. Couldn't tell you. Who uh, knows? Before the internet, maybe there was torture porn in some dude's basement on a VHS tape. We don't know. I mean, there probably was. And they were like, you know, doing that like smut snuff film shit where they're like cutting off people's legs in the basement. Like what happened to um, what's her name in American Horror Story uh, freak show or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm getting off track now, but, um, anyway, like, there's no reason to even talk about what we thought was spooky bitch, because, like, we basically just talked about the whole fucking movie, and I think we already read all of these characters to filth. Um, Julia, I just want to reiterate, you're a bunt cake, so go pound salt in Europe, or wherever the fuck you're from, but, um... (laughs) Go kick rocks of that shoes on, you bunt cake. You bunt cake, you bitch. You bunt ass bitch. <laughs> you bunt ass bitch. Um, anyway, um, I feel You're like touching this... your husband's foreskin on another man. It's gross. Like, what if, what if, and I don't think this is the case, but what if Larry actually had a larger penis than, um, than Frank did? Then is Frank just always gonna have like a weird hangy part of like the penis skin because he can't properly fill it all up or 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 what if frank has a larger penis than larry and it just protrudes out of the skin sleeve well then it's gonna be like a dog lipstick dick it's gonna be like a fucking wiener turtleneck that's disgusting (laughs) julia do you realize what you're signing yourself up for you can't keep that clean, dude. That's yeah. Doesn't matter how often you shower. That's gonna get infected as fuck. How do you keep that on? Like, do you use a zip tie? Like, yeah. That's the other thing. Like, how did he not pick up all of the dust and dirt around him at all times? When you he know was... he's sticky. Yeah, gross. Uh, gross. Uh. But here's the thing. The the um the effects were pretty good. So Yeah, I'll give it that. For yeah. Sure. Um would it be <sighs> apropos to do fuck Mary Kill for this movie? No, let's just do it. Why not? Okay. So I've put some thought into this. Okay. Um I'm gonna kill Julia just because she's okay. a, you know, Both she's move. a she's a she's a bunt pan bitch ass bitch. Um but then, like, that's the only easy one. Because, like, what are my options here? Meatbag Frank, the Cenobites, and Kirsty or his or her, like, doting boyfriend type character? Like, what? I don't want to marry a Cenobite. Like, I don't want to live in hell. I also am not sure I want to fuck one of the Cenobites because I don't want to end up like Frank. So, like, am I marrying Kirsty and, like fucking the boyfriend because I have no other options 
Because, like, Lord knows, no offense to women, I love you, but, like, I'm not going near a vagina. It's just not happening. Um, That's fair. So, like, what are my other options? Like, I don't want to be ripped apart by Pinhead um, or, like, crushed alive by, like, thumb dude, Chad. Um, Chatterer would just, like, give you, like, a toothy blowjob, and I don't want that. Um, and then, like, the girl Cenobite has, like, a neck vagina. So, like, pretty slim pickings. You get Chad, though. But, like, Chad seems dumb. (laughs) So. That's your argument for Chad? Chad seems dumb? Because Chad is, is, like, the fleshy version of Patrick Starr from Spongebob Squarepants. Yeah, actually, yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That is exactly what he is. So I guess I'm marrying Kirsty because she needs to be removed from the situation. Um, and then I will fuck her boyfriend to show her my dominance um, in the animal kingdom. Are you going to look her in the eye while you do it? I'm going to have to. That's the, only, that's the only way. Yeah. So that that's my fuck Mary Kill. Just Kirsty plus boyfriend. Yeah, and and Julia's gone. She's out of here. She's Okay. All right. I guess I'm going to also marry Kirsty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck Julia. Okay. All right. Not not for any other reason other than like what are my options? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um and I who do I want to kill, Larry or Frank? That's a tough call. I mean, maybe kill Larry just to put him out of his misery. I'm going to kill Larry to put me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who can deal with him? He doesn't even realize. He's like he's he's like he, he's like a cold sore on life. Like how does it feel that your skinless brother is tapping that ass? Like, and you're just like, oh, what about me? Like, you are clearly in a mostly sexless relationship. And you seem to be okay with that. And the fact that your wife is also pretty much emotionally unavailable. Um, Like, do you think things are going well right now? Because they're not, bro. Like, what is your gauge? Like, for where your relationship is headed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were to do like a cut scene, like he'd be like at the bar, like talking to his dudes, and be like, Yeah, man, like I think it's really good. Like I think I'm gonna like propose and like the whole thing, you know what I mean? And then like split scene, like cut to Julia, and Julia's like, Oh my god, I fucked his brother Frank and like oopsie doodles, but like I think he's gonna propose, but I also think I'm gonna say yes because really what are my options? Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. This is like it's a sad British story. Oh man. And it's all because of Julia. But also, um, spoiler alert. I don't think Julia is entirely to blame. (laughs) No, I mean, also, Clive Barker is British, and this is technically a British movie um, because it was filmed in Britain. Um, In Britannia? Yeah, but that's not the point. Um, Apparently, they, like, dubbed over the British actors' voices with American voices for the American version. And I'm Ew. just like, like, did did people in 1987 feel like Americans were that dumb that they couldn't take British accents? 
Uh, yeah. Yep. But then, like, Julia is also British. So, like, what are what what are we doing here? I'm confused. I don't know. Fry doesn't know either. He's doing a meow meow, and he doesn't know why <laughs> Larry and Frank are swapping skins. Is that like a new sex term? Swapping skins? Um, I hope not. <laughs> okay. Since we're not going to talk about skin swapping anymore. Yeah. How many pumpkins would you give this pumpkin patch? Oh, yeah, no. I give this, like, a solid three, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, this right. is, like, this is like a palate cleanser movie for me, as weird as that might sound. Like, when I'm looking for something to watch that I'm, like, whatever about, I'll watch Hellraiser. That's fine. That's where you go? Yeah, because it's, Hi. like... It's weird enough. I don't have to think about it because, like, you can't overthink this movie. No, I feel like you can't overthink it because there's no thought process associated with it. Exactly. Um, I'm going to give this a poultry 1.5. Oh. Um, because it's like real not good, but like, I enjoyed going over it with you. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that we had differing opinions because it made this more enjoyable. So that. That leaves us at a 4.5 out of 10. And believe it or not, we're pretty we're, we're pretty far below the average score here, which is um, 70% for IMDb and for Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, and 86% of Google users like this movie. But I will say, Roger Ebert only gave this a... 0.5 out of 4 but remember this is 1987 when horror movies were not real entertainment still so take that with a grain of salt but yeah apparently we like this movie less than the general American public by a wow. long shot wow wow who would have thunk me I thunked yeah. about it it's fine it's cool um, but yeah now I kind of want to watch all of them uh, you could do that with your Friday night and enjoy your sprouty sprouts. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like, I don't want to... small cabbage boys? Yes, my my small cabbage boys, Um, they smell like popcorn, and they're going to be delicious. My my little Brussels. Um, Brussels coated in popcorn. <laughs> no, there's no popcorn. They just smell like the popcorn because they are a crispy and a burnt, and that's the way you should eat them. Yeah, you know how I do them is I make them crispy and burnt and then I pull them out and then I hit them with the shaky Parmesan cheese mm-hmm. and balsamic vinegar. hey So um, good. So good. So the issue with that is I don't want to put any cheese on them because um, I am making those stuffed squashes alongside it and in the stuffed squashes will be crumbled blue cheese. Oh yeah, now you're speaking my language. So that's just like I don't want, I don't want, I don't want there to be too much salty cheese going on. Oh, that's totally understandable. Do you think the salty blue cheese would be good on the Brussels? Oh my god. Oh no, it would one hundred and ten percent. It would. I the other night I was real high and I made a baked potato for dinner, and then uh-huh. I put blue cheese dressing on it. Okay, all right. In in place of sour cream. Uh huh. And it was delicious. I mean, there's no reason for it not to be. That's what I'm saying. I was just, yeah. I was shooketh with my um, high chef skills. It was a good time. There, amen to um, <gasps> high cooking. High cooking, flying high. Um, is there anything else we need to address? 
I mean, you know, technically recommendations, but like, oh. I don't know. Like, the, uh, um, I've got a couple. We could go over that really fast. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Okay, you I, go first. Um, I recently started and almost finished because it's a mini, almost like a mini series podcast called Chasing Cosby. And this. um, it so hold on, let me see what there are four episodes. I'm almost on episode four. They're quick. They're about 30 minutes. Um, I've been listening to them at work. Those are excellent. Um, I recently just finished Heavyweight, which was brought to you by Gimlet Media. And I was really into that. And I'm kind of sad that it's over until I don't know when the next season starts. And I'm really sad about it. Um, uh, has been trying to catch up on Jensen and Hole's Murder Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Crime Beat is real good. Um, if you like an audio drama, Tori had suggested to me Unwell, and season two just started, and that's real good. That is real good. I haven't finished season one yet, but it is real good. Season two is off to a weird start, so I think you'll like it. Um, okay. what else? Have I been recommending? I don't. Oh, Fry, you scared the shit out of me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I don't know what else I have been really listening to. That's mostly it. I've been like binging Heavyweight because there's like 35 episodes or whatever, and I worked an assload of overtime last week, so I was like, I'm just gonna binge like eight episodes a day, and I'll get through it. Um. What else have I been have I been watching anything good lately? Um let me see here. Uh have you seen Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? I have not. It's good. Um they premiered season one. Season two doesn't start until like pretty much like after award season. Cause Hulu was aggressively advertising it to me and I was like, oh my god, this looks so good. And then I was like waiting for episode two to post and then i was like holy shit did they already like cancel it but they did not um meow hello um what else have i been watching not a whole lot i haven't really had time to watch tv the last couple weeks i've been watching a lot of uh tiktoks okay yeah no i've also and re-watching been... schitt's creek oh uh, well schitt's creek all day um have you watched the new season? Like the new new season? Yes. I guess not. Oh. It's pretty good. Did I you finish the last season? E- no. Okay. okay. I'm being bad. I should do it. No, I just, I didn't want to say something that was going to ruin it for you, so. Well, then don't, please. I won't. Just go and put it on and enjoy it. We talk about it at work all the time. Um... Because I um, keep trying to convince somebody that I work with, like, my team lead, to watch it. Because, like, she's really fit. And, like, she just likes to watch, like, quippy shows, like, during her cardio time. Like, 25 minutes. Well, and that's perfect. So, that's what I told her. I was like, it's perfect. It's, like, 25 minutes an episode. Literally. Yeah. Like, do that for your I had life. It on, I had it on, like, it's our new bedtime show. Like, we just put it on when we go to bed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we're doing the episode where Moira was singing Danny Boy. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I can't go to sleep to this. I mean, you could. You just might not wake up. You don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night, like freaking out. Moira uh, Rose. Moira Rose. What What a bebe. Bebe. 
Oh, Danny but I think boy. like the first time she said that, that was the last episode I watched where they like babysat the baby. Oh yeah, you're almost done. Yeah, I gotta I gotta finish, but um I mean okay, I that's all I got. Yeah, I don't really have any like television recommendations, I don't think. I'm trying to think if I might, but I don't Oh, well, Arthur and I always immediately binge Grace and Frankie when there's a new season. Okay. I'm so far behind on Grace and Frankie. I need oh. to catch up. We love oh, it. I lied. I've been watching Cheer. Oh, how is that? Oh, it's enthralling. Okay. Um, I recommend it. I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for teenagers and cheerleading, so I might... Oh, it's... there's. I love the queer representation, especially in, like, bumfuck Texas. Okay. Okay. So I think you would enjoy it because I know you love Bring It On as much as I do. Oh, I love Bring It On. That that's that is truth. Um, um oh wow. I totally freaked me out. I mean right on. Toro Shara number one. Yeah. I said burr, it's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Be. Every now and then I like zone out and like, you know, like do you have like hold music that plays in your brain? I have a lot. I have I have a Rolodex of hold music, but um for me, I I do sometimes get the bring it on cheer a little um, bit. I get that song that Cliff wrote for Torrance stuck in my head. Oh, oh Torrance! Yeah, that's a good movie. That's <sighs> a good. I'm gonna go watch it. That's a recommendation. If you've never seen Bring It On, go watch Bring It On. We're just gonna cover Bring It On next week. Fuck it, guys. I I would love to do nothing more than to just basically go line by line. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I could still recite a good portion of it, but... Missy was my ultimate girl crush, still. I mean, I I understand that. I totally get that, yeah. Um, I think the gay cheerleader guy might have been, like, one of the first gay characters that I had a crush on. Because I was Jan like, oh, Chan, the gay. cheerleading man, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Jan. Jan. Um, I love that movie so much. So, let's see. Recommendations... Um, I've been really into this artist named Dorian Electra lately, and they are um, like a genderqueer slash non-binary music artist, and their latest album called Flamboyant um, is really good, but also interesting because like most of the songs are actually about like being non-binary but then like also um this person is biologically a woman and has a pretty high singing voice but like a part of the album is that they modulate their voice in all the songs to make it like is a boy or a girl so it's like pretty heady but cool and i like it so go listen to flamboyant by dorian electra um, Grace and Frankie, definitely watch the new season if you just want to know what's happening with them. But like every season, something ridiculous happens, and like spoiler <laughs> alert, something ridiculous has happened again. So you know, up to their old antics again. Oh yeah, just like what what is life? We're just in our seventies and eighties, and like life is happening. Like oh dope. Um, I don't know if I really have. I mean, I'm watching a lot of YouTube, um, a lot of TikTok compilations because apparently I'm a teenager. 
Um, and like some of that is like really high quality content. Like I can't deny that. So, um, did you know that Tori's sister is angry at us for letting Tori watch TikToks? Sorry, not sorry. Like what? Come for me if you want to. I don't care. (laughs) She's like 12. So I feel like she's thinks we're like encroaching on her like TikTok fame. That's going to happen. Okay. Well (laughs) then prove it. Be TikTok. You know what I mean? Like be TikTok just... famous and I'll stop talking shit, Sam. I promise. Yeah. I won't. I'll just be like, good for you, but whatever. <laughs> Thwarp. Thwarp. Um oh, 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 I do have a recommendation. Speaking of Thwarp, um that Netflix um web series that Trixie and Katya do called um What are we watching? Right? It's it's like we like to watch or something like yes. it's kind of like a I've seen like a quip of one, but that's well, it. Well, they're fucking hilarious. Well duh. Like, but like not in the same type of way that uh is hilarious. Yeah. Because it's like they're talking about a specific topic as it unfolds in front of them. Yeah. And they don't have like, you know, they're like green screen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it, it 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 very much feels like you're just like sitting in the living room with them and they're just having a very lovely conversation um and like all the episodes are freaking hilarious um i did see a quip of the aj and the queen episode that was about it yeah oh we watched aj and the queen and it was like fine it was fine i was pretty underwhelmed about it but like it is yeah. what it is like, I get what they were going for. Like, everything that RuPaul does, she wanted it to be a giant 90s movie. Like, I, I get it, but, like... But on Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Yeah. You know, you're in that, Ru. Like, you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, Like, it, it, I love that the show happened, that there's so many drag race girls in it, and that they all I got know. a job out of it. I know. I was so excited. I mean, there was a J. Jolie moment, and I was shook about that, because I was like, oh, my God, what happened to her? Yeah, what happened to her face? She was touched by an angel girl. She was touched by something. Yeah. Um she is she is tucked and tight. But yeah, no, it's um like I would watch it if you are within the RuPaul's Drag Race fandom. But that's about but, it. Yeah, like cuz if you're not, like it might be like the fuck am I watching? I felt that way and I'm still in the fandom. Because like, it's so much, it's so much, it's a lot, but also like, like, yeah, there's like 80 things going on, and yeah. there's like no conclusive, like, real plot. Like, RuPaul kidnaps yeah. a kid, like, it's but like, not really. And then, like, he has a blind, diabetic drag queen roommate who and... I loved way more than anybody else on the show. Oh, he's <laughs> he's he's great. Um, I loved him, and then, like. The boyfriend who's like fucking gorgeous, but then also right. like clearly deal with your issues. You are battling with your sexuality, like you're gay. Get over it. And like, and, like live Tia your life. Carrera, Tia Carrera used to be fucking hot. Oh well, you know things. things it's been thirty. Change. It's been almost thirty years since Wayne's World happened. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to like let yourself age gracefully. I'm not sure. Of the eye patch, the things that you know, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a show and you should watch it if you want to. Um, that's a glowing review for you. Um, 
I, I guess that's it for recommendations. And um, either than that, this has been a grand old gay time talking about the granddaddy of BDSM hell dungeon horror movies, you know? Um, and I guess the bottom line here is that if you don't want to be a human meat bag, human pudding sludge pile, don't sleep with your brother's wife. Yeah. That's really the bottom line here. Um, so yeah, be good to each other. You fucking freaks. Right. Yeah. Pumpkins be good to each other, man. I mean, yeah, just that goes without being said. And, um, I hope you all have a nutritious dinner. Um, I hope you stay happy and hydrated. If you're going out this weekend, be safe. It's going to be cold. If you're in the East. Um, and that's, I guess that's it. Like what else is there to say about Hellraiser? That's it. I don't yeah. got shit. I don't got shit. I don't got shit. Bump Your man bitch. ain't shit. <laughs> Your motherfucking butt ass man, bitch. Butt ass pan, bitch. Also, Hellraiser, we should change the name or the title of the movie to Your Man Ain't Shit. Your man ain't shit. <laughs> or like, I don't know, what would be what would be a funnier title even than that? Like something like Um so you boinked your brother's wife. No, that's nope. not funny. Um, it's just unfortunate. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to think. Oh, I'm gonna have to think about. It. I'm gonna think on it. Yeah, think on it. Make a meme out of it. Also, like in my head, this because I've been watching so many TikToks. This is playing through, like, to a TikTok like song that they would use, like the entire movie, mm. like how your man ain't shit, or like the na 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 na. Um, I could take your man if I want to. <laughs> oh yeah. Or or that like weird acapella but like distorted version of Toto's Africa. Oh yeah. Ooh, or the Roxanne one. Oh yeah. That's that's the Roxanne. one. Roxanne. I think that's it. I think that's Were you thinking one. of Toto's Roxanne? Well, no, because oh. I don't know if you've come across it yet, but there's this like weird distorted version of africa and it's like it's being sung acapella by a woman with <gasps> a like a uh vaguely asian accent no but i will have to look it up i mean there's there's so many of them okay you'll find it at some i will point. find it like i found jesus is that Man. is that what did hellraiser help you find jesus I- I, can't, I had a come to Jesus moment over how much I hate this movie, but your man ain't shit. <laughs> your man ain't shit. You bump ass ass bitch. You bump ass bitch. Um, uh, I'm gonna isolate this audio and then send it to you so that way you can make a new single. <laughs> your man ain't shit. You bump ass ass bitch. You bump ass ass bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, I have I have a better title for this movie. Who is Kirsty? Why is she here? an anthology yeah eight movies long yeah exactly all right pumpkins (sighs) already on keep on creeping on (laughs) and we'll see you next week all right goodbye my love
Goodbye. I love you. I love you. Bye.